Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barbo. Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Engerman. Welcome. So today we have a very interesting show. We got an email from one of our listeners, and we love um, the emails that we're getting. People who just found us uh, just are very happy to have found us. I'll put it like that. Um, we're really helping people to stay centered and grounded during these times. And um, this was a really perfect email. And I, I actually did a presentation on the same subject on a summit um, about a year ago. And people are searching right now. And so there's a lot out there that people can choose from right now. And um, there's a lot out there on spiritual practices. I mean, a lot and spiritual practices are being promoted for helping the nervous system, helping your immune system, helping you get in touch with your intuition um, and shamanism, helping you get in touch with the helping spirits and the creative forces of the universe and journeying and rituals and putting on ceremony. And that's so exciting to people. Um, you know, people who are drawn to this work just get so excited and really drawn to this work. And I just love it. You know, I just love the passion that people are sharing. But at the same time, there's a fear that comes up within us in talking to other people about what we do. Um, because are we going to be seen as crazy? Um, are, are, are our families going to still love us? Um, is every time we get together with people um, who don't follow any spiritual work going to look at us funny? Um, I know that did happen in, in my family with me. Um, I made the mistake of telling my parents that I had a conversation with my deceased uncle. And, <laughs> <laughs> and my brother calls me up <laughs> immediately afterwards and says, mom and dad are coming out to commit you. <laughs> <laughs> my mother says to me, do you talk to dead people often? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, you know, um, I don't go to part, I'm not a party person, but, you know, back when I was younger, I did do more social things. And you tell people, well, I, yeah, I have this practice called shamanism. What? <laughs> and, um, you know, there's, there's the, there's, there's the two sides for me and I'll stop talking and let Renee talk for me. There's the two sides of either not telling people what I do and just doing my practice and growing and evolving or trying to explain in the best way that I can. This is a practice that keeps me healthy. That gives me meaning in my life. And it's been practiced all over the world and still is. And so Again, we have choices, but um, for many of us in our culture, we feel a little bit funny stepping into spiritual work for the first time. 
Oh, this is such a great subject. I didn't want to be a shaman. And so, and and it was this idea that, you know, I was in the, the Anipi Lodge, I was told, well, you don't put a shingle out on the door. And if people start coming to you for healing, then, then you can call yourself, you know, whatever. I don't even know if you're supposed to call yourself anything, but Oh, that started to happen to me. It was like all of a sudden people were showing up on my door and I kept saying, where'd you get my phone number? Like, where'd you get my name? But in, in, in the relationship with my mom was kind of like that. Like, you know, your mom is a place where you could test out. This is what I'm doing. And of course it was like, you know, like not in here. But then one time I go to a family wedding and I'm in the bathroom and I come out of the stall and there are like eight women standing in the, the bathroom just waiting to catch me. Your mother told us you are a shaman. <laughs> she never like acknowledged it to me, but it was like to other people, it was, you know, they, they thought it was pretty cool. But, you know, so I had to own the fact that I wasn't, you know, that all of the experiences I had was leading me up to, you know, more of a life of service. And that's how I, I view this role that I'm in. And but now for those of you who are coming out now and it's like coming out kind of because with all of the cultural appropriation and things like that, it's almost as taboo as it was to be, you know, queer 25 years ago is now you don't want to say, oh, my God, I'm, I'm experiencing talking to spirits and my spirit guides are helping me. There's this added fear again of, you know, of getting beaten down no matter where you go. And so I just want to say that this, we talked about it in our last show, but I had this thought this week when, uh, you know, I was on YouTube and somebody was, you know, telling me that I shouldn't be selling wind whistles. It's like, now it's just like this, this indecision, this indecisiveness fatigue, as I want to call it, is about like, do I or don't I own my true self? And how do I own that true self without without having to engage a battle? Mm-hmm. Like standing in that power without the battle is is the work that I think a lot of us are confronted with right now. And the fear is that it's rightly so. People are out there being really downright mean. Yeah, that's true. Well, I I had a couple of experiences that I'd love to share that will give you a sense of hope. (laughs) Um, In 1997, I still remember the year, I was invited to speak in front of 300 priests and nuns Mm. of how to bring shamanism into the Catholic healthcare system by the year 2000. Obviously, it didn't happen, but um, that was my talk. So that was back in the days when I said yes to everything. Never thought about what people were asking me. I never thought about it. I just said yes. And so (laughs) I get into the elevator at the hotel where we're staying overnight. Woods, my husband, is with me. And everybody in the elevator is about four feet with habits, you know, (laughs) the habits or the priest's collar. And I freaked out. I literally freaked out. I went to my room and I had a panic attack. And I said, (laughs) my God, what was I thinking about? 
<laughs> and so I journeyed. I journeyed um, to the Lady of Guadalupe, who's one of my helping spirits. And I said to her, what do I do? I, I can literally get burned tomorrow. <laughs> and she said to me, speak from your heart and speak your truth. And I got up in front of those 300 priests and nuns, and I spoke my truth, and I spoke from my heart. I talked about shamanic journeying, soul retrieval, extraction work, um, psychopomp work, um, possession work. And that's how, in the shamanic work, we heal people. So I was talking about healing from a shamanic perspective. I got a 30-minute standing ovation when I was done. <laughs> um, a few of the older nuns came up to me and said, my work is just like yours. <laughs> <laughs> and then these three priests, they were about, I mean, they were half my size. One of them came up to me and took me, I was, I was wearing a shirt with a collar, took me by the collar and started going like this to me. I must learn how to journey. I must <laughs> learn how to journey. <laughs> and so you don't know. You really don't know. And the story about my mother that I shared, you know, that she wanted to commit me, in her 90s, every time I came into her apartment in assisted living, she asked me to put on the drumming because I had taught her to journey and she loved um, her power animal would come and sit on her heart and would tell her everything was going to be okay. You don't know. You don't know. And even if you do know, you can't, you can't convert people who don't want to be converted. And so you do your practice and, and you find what works for you and you stop worrying about what everybody else thinks of you. <laughs> I just wrote an article for Emerge, um, for uh, Energy Magazine about, you know, parenting in, in this time. And, you know, we forget that these we threw everything away with, you know, we left the churches, we left everything behind. And one of the lines that I wrote in there was that, you know, every it says spiritual, but not religious, you know, this new box you can check on Facebook. And it's just like, yeah, spiritual without religious, without action is nothing, you know, so you'd be way more likely to get a group of nuns and priests who already know that relationship with God and ceremony and ritual to be right there with you than, you know, this group of people who think they're spiritual, but, you know, haven't sat down by their altar in, in a matter of a long time. And my first journey, I don't know if we ever talked about this, Sandra, was that the... Um, I was in Norwalk, uh, New York, and I went to a firewalk ceremony that was led by a nun. Mm. And she was also a Reiki practitioner. And, you know, part of what drew them back to our other these other healing arts was that the church never took care of the nuns. They, you know, the priests had nicer retirements and the nuns had, you know, her Reiki practice was paid her food and, and stuff like that. But it wasn't a big jump from one spirit to another spirit. And that's why I love the wind work, because 
I there was when I originally was writing the book, I thought the name was uh, before before uh, before I don't know before God when when was God. You know, because what's happened is we restructured and reframed and and yet we're we all have permission to have a spiritual experience. And if the people that you're with aren't supporting your spiritual experience, then two things. You have to go deeper in your own work for yourself to find out why you want those kind of people in your life or what projection you're throwing out at them that bounces back at you that looks like they're disapproving of you. Yeah, and also, um, don't don't we all have friends who have come from different religions and have different beliefs, um, and we don't judge them because you know it's known. And I think what Renee said that I would really like to encourage people on is not so much worrying about who you're with because. Um, Maybe this isn't the time to say I've stepped into shamanic journeying yet until you feel <laughs> good about the words that you have. But your friends are your friends and your family are your family. And if you love them, then um, stepping into shamanic practice should not split you apart. But there's no reason why you have to share with everybody until you feel grounded in your practice, you feel so grounded in your practice that, oh, I'm so excited. I want to tell you um, what I've learned, you know, mm -hmm. and I just want to remind people that I have um, a statistical study out there in Larry Dossie's um, Explore journal of how the medicine for the earth works help people um, who suffered heart attacks. We know that when people suffer a heart attack, oftentimes they get depressed afterwards. And the, the end of the study, the final line of the study was anybody who's depressed after a heart attack would get great benefit from taking a medicine for the earth workshop. And so, um, this work is does transfer to other traditions because my group was fundamentalist Christian. And they went through the whole Medicine for the Earth workshop. They did the fire ceremony. They drummed and rattled. But I didn't talk about things that were going to trigger them. I just brought them into the exercises that uh, were neutral and I can bring them into and they're all drumming and rattling away. Um, so there's so many different ways to proceed, but proceed in a way where you don't compromise doing your practice so that you stay centered and don't worry about sharing it if if you feel like you're it's not going to be well received. Yeah, I mean when when I started writing Winds of Spirit, I, I remember going out in the yard one day and I looked up at the sky and I said, you want me to write a book about what? The wind? <laughs> like, people are going to think that I've lost my ever living mind. <laughs> and probably I did. It's OK. But now I found it again, too. And and, you know, 
I feel more supported by my work than I ever have. And so when I was 25 years ago, really in doubt of my path, it was because what, what Sandra just said that I was in doubt of my path. I wasn't, I wasn't owning it because I had so much more work and so much more to learn and so much more to experience before I was able to fully embrace and embody, you know, what was being requested of me because the other place is, 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 it, is it, whether it's in my, my ego self or my service self. And we can't get rid of our ego, so don't even bother trying. But it can give you good ideas of where to look next. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, my next door neighbor, she was positive I was a witch. Positive I was a witch. And, and she didn't want to have anything to do with me. She didn't let her kids come near our house, but her husband took a workshop with me. And um, anyway, it's, it's a happy, sad story in that um, she um, developed um, liver cancer. Mm. And um, the very first place she came when she was diagnosed was to my door and knocked on the door and said, Sandra, would you help me? Um, well, then you became the good witch. <laughs> you don't know. You just don't, don't know. You don't no. know. Don't get caught up in in society's viewpoint because society's viewpoint just wants to keep you in a box. Period. So that you can be controlled. Period. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have a meaningful life, find the hobbies, the spiritual practices that give you a meaningful life, but don't expect society to be jumping up and down that you walked out of your box and that you see yourself as a, a free person to make your decisions as your heart says to do. So um, it, again, it's all choices. We have to make our choices of what's important to us. And I kind of have a rule in the Wind Clan that when we do an exercise, like, you know, a journey or something, um, about keeping it sacred for a day or two or a week or a month until you're ready to integrate it and share it. Because, you know, the society where everything is news on the moment that we live in is like, oh, I got to share this. This was so good. No, you don't. You could have this experience and really embody the the healing of it and when you're when you're fully formed from the other side of it you know living well is the best revenge so when you're really walking your talk and stuff like that then people say oh something happened then they come what did you do that's different you know it's almost like you you lure them in by your own um authority yeah, that's a really good point, Renee. When I first started teaching Transfiguration, which we've done much of it on this show, and you can look at the archives of finding your own light, my eyes were like diamonds. I mean, diamonds for about a year when I first got um, into the practice. And everybody wanted to know what I was doing. <laughs> Everybody wanted to know what I was doing. What happened to you? Your eyes are just so shiny, you know. So, um, you know, we're all working on ourselves. Basically, it's your journey. Um, community is really important. Community um, is part of life. 
Um, but holding to your truth and following um, how your heart is calling to you is, again, you have to, it's your choice of if you want to compromise or really live your life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Well, I mentioned that I was going to do call in a wind for just um, just to really in the wind that I'm going to call in today. It's just going to be a simple exercise where I'm going to um, call in the wind. Um, we'll bring it in. I'll do three wind breaths. And it's just the basic wind breath practice where the first wind, when you blow out, you connect yourself to the earth. The second wind, you connect your uh, access to the heavens. And the third one is to remember that we're part of a community. So see ourselves in a bigger community. And um, and the wind that I pulled for today to do this was, was Enlil, uh, the Mesopotamian wind on destiny and about trusting divine timing. Ooh. So, so this is just about getting yourself centered in knowing that you're, that you're, and I call it the spin axis, that your spin axis is connected all the way through so that you know that every step forward or in is divine timing. Mm. How's that sound? I love it. Okay. All right. So if you're comfortable, close your eyes. And we're going to breathe in. Hold our breath. And when you breathe out, breathe out that energy into the center of the earth. On that second wind breath, bring in Enlil, the the divine right timing for your life, for your authority, for showing up, and for speaking up. And on this third breath, just know that we're all connected. We're all connected through the wind and through our breath. And as we breathe out, imagine a big wind circling the earth and connecting us all in our humanity. And imagine yourself an important link in the chain, standing there in circle with everybody else on the on the earth's plane, holding space and breathing in the wind. And when you're ready, just come back into the space. 
Mm. How that was that? Was, that was lovely. I went really deep on that one. <laughs> well, Enlil is one of those winds that you have to really, uh, you know, he was the wind who in uh, Mesopotamia invented the human beings because the gods were, were bored because they had nothing to do. So they needed some, they needed some humans to entertain them. So, you know, they were, so we were put to work and then we got unruly as, as, as we, and then, you know, then they came through and got rid of humans because we were so unruly. So that's our, to stand in that power and to be of service is such a, a key in, ingredient of this time that we're in right now. So enough for Menlo. <laughs> <laughs> no, staying empowered is, um, is really, it's the key. It, it really is the key because if you're empowered and if you're following your heart's path, um, number one, you stop caring. Uh, about what the outside world um, thinks about and what's happening in the outside world, period. Or, um, or you can have a greater benefit um, because people come up to you and they go, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to be doing some of that too. Um, you're looking like you're doing so well right now, and I'm not. So... What are you doing? What can you share with me? We're all teachers right now. We're all teachers right now in a time where people are, are asking for support. We're all teachers. So anyway, thank you, Renee. That was absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you. And uh, again, all the places where we are, you can start if you want this in your uh, inbox. Just go over to shamanstv.com, sign up on our website, and you'll get notice first when we drop a new episode. But now we're over, we're on Apple, to, Apple iTunes, we're over at Buzzsprout, we're in uh, Pandora, I believe, soon. So follow us and stay connected. And please continue to share this because people really need that lifeline right now. And I see this show as a lifeline, you know, giving you other ideas of how we both walk the walk. We both have walked through the fire. We have both sludged through the mud, you know, and, and here we are talking about it and laughing about it. So join us. <laughs> Absolutely. Join us, everyone. And stay safe and keep your heart open. Your heart has so much to say right now. Blessings. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you.